Welcome to the A Very Full Plate podcast, where we're all about food, wellness, and parenting in the real world. If you have a very full plate but still want to live the healthiest life possible, you've come to the right place. Every week, Amy and Emily are breaking down different strategies for raising a healthy family, often with the help of awesome guest experts. Want to hear more from Amy, our resident natural foods chef? You can find her at Cooking with a Full Plate. Want to hear more from Emily, our expert personal organizer? Find her at Hall Harmony Homes. Hey there, this is Amy, and I am so excited to be here today with Carolyn Torres. So all this month of February, we've been talking about healthy relationships, and we've looked at that from a lot of different angles. But I'm especially excited about this conversation today because we're going to be looking at your relationship with food. So today, I am so interested to talk to Carolyn around, like, what does healthy relationship with food look like and why is it super important for us as parents to have a healthy relationship with food, not just for our own sake, but for the sake of our children. So that's what we're gonna be diving into. But first and foremost, I want to let Carolyn introduce herself so that we know who we're talking to and then we're gonna dive into some of these pieces around healthy relationships with food. So welcome, Carolyn. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and sharing this information which is very important for parents and it's my pleasure to be here sharing um, and talking to you. So as you mentioned, my name is Carolyn Torres. I am a certified health coach for moms, and I'm a mom myself of two boys under the age of four, which they keep me really busy. Let's start with kind of the baseline, which is what do parents need to know about how their relationship with food affects their kids? So I think... It's a very, it's very important for parents to know in general, just the food and with everything. I think we're the role models of our kids. So I, for example, specialize with body image. I'm very passionate about that. And then the food as well, because that all relates. And I think the best way for us to teach our children is to model that confidence and to model that healthy relationship to them. And when I say model, it's not only maybe talking, it's also acting. So the energy that we put behind it, it's, it's very important for the kids. Because remember, our kids are always watching us, are always listening to us. And sometimes we say something. And we, so for example, in terms of, let's say body image or some of the food stuff, I, some of the parents say like, oh, I don't talk to my kids about food not being good or bad, or I don't talk to my kids about my body not being um, ugly or something like that. But our emotions are also, they're watching our emotions. So some, for example, if by any chance you're disgusted by a food and then you do like a phase or something, your kid will catch on that too. So we need to be aware of how we're acting and how we're presenting ourselves just in general to, for our relationship with food. And sorry, you were going to say something. <laughs> yeah, I, I just hear you saying, and it's something I want to like make sure I'm clear on, is that it's more than just the words we say, but it's the actions we take as well. Correct. Yes. Because I think our, the kids are very perceptive, right? Mm. Even if they're yes. young, they're very perceptive. So how we show up, how we present ourselves to them, they're going to catch on that. So our actions, our words, our energy towards them, it's going to show them that either good relationship with food and, and body or the, the bad relationship with food and body. That mm. makes sense. So one of the things though, um, in order for the people or the parents to start getting into a better place with food and body to model that 
to the kids is to start thinking, let's talk about food, to start thinking of food as food. So food is the main purpose of, of food. It's for us to um, survive or to fuel our body, right? Food is meant to be kind of like put in our mouth and our bodies to fuel our, our, um, our body, our machine, and then make it work throughout the day, right? If we don't have food, we're going to starve and then we're going to eventually die. So that's the main purpose of the food and why is it there? But in today's society, food has some moral value. So people are, are saying, with, well, food is bad or food is good. Food is healthy or junk. Or if I'm not eating this and I'm eating, let's say, a, a chocolate cake, I'm cheating. Or because I ate a chocolate cake, now I'm, I'm a bad person. But if I eat a broccoli, I'm a good person. So there's a lot of morals behind it and, or judgment, which is what causes or starts causing the bad relationship with food or the unhealthy relationship with food. Okay, this is so important. And so I just want to draw it out because I have had this on my mind lately. So I'm really excited to have this conversation around assigning moral value to food. And it's a really tricky thing because we think that as parents who are conscientious, that we are teaching our kids what healthy eating looks like. But the truth is that healthy eating isn't just vegetables and fruit, right? It is about so much more than that. And it is about our relationship with food as a whole. And something I really struggle with, and I know other folks will identify with this, is clearly communicating why we eat some foods more than others, but not labeling foods as good or bad. And so I'd love to know in practical terms, like what does it look like to have a quote unquote healthy relationship with food that you can um, instill in your children as well? Like, what does it look like on a daily basis to foster this healthier relationship with food? So when it comes to healthy relationship, I like to look at more as a balanced plate or a, or a balanced meal. So for example, um, and no, basically no food is out of context here. So one of the things that I struggle with in the beginning, because as a health coach, I focus more in whole foods and that's still better, like more nutritious foods for, for everybody. Yes. Um, but I got to a point where I was restricting sugar for my kids and I, and I found my son eating candy hidden, basically hiding from me. And I felt so bad about it because I didn't want, I don't want him to hide things from me for starters. And then two, I don't want him to feel ashamed for eating something that's not having a healthy relationship with food. So that caused me to really rearrange my approach on how I view food and how I was communicating that to him. So now what we do is no, like every food it's allowed. Um, given again, I'm not, I don't keep candy, cookies, cakes, or whatever at the house all the time, but if they want cookie or if they want a cake, I go and get it in the store and we'll bring it. I think when we have a, to have a, like a balanced meal, like a healthy meal, it should encompass everything. What I try to do is have my vegetables and have my fruits and everything and my carbs. Like we don't, again, no, no food is out of restrictions. And if they want it after they eat their food, if they want like a dessert, they can have it with no problem. And we don't have any pressure. That's also another thing. There's a study out there that when we put, um, the study was done in back in 2000 
and it was done with uh, five-year-old girls when we put a lot of pressure on kids to eat healthy, mm. like to focus more on the, on the fruit and the vegetables. It came out as the, the results of the studies that the, the kids lost their own signals for hunger and fullness. And um, it even got to some of the kids to start restricting some foods themselves and to eat emotionally and sometimes eat without care. So we have to make sure that we're not putting pressure on our kids. We're not restricting the foods. So that way it's, it's more of a, again, it's a neutral relationship when it comes to food and it's just a matter of everything it's allowed. And it's teaching them that some of the foods will make them feel better than others. So for example, eating a vegetable, it's going to definitely bring him more energy than if you eat a, a cookie or a candy. So it's teaching them as like, okay, how do you feel when you eat this? And how do you feel when you eat that? So going from that intuition of how your body feels with the food, that's how you're going to eat more healthy or more balanced for your family. That makes sense. Yes, that makes so much sense. And I, I just really appreciate this perspective because I think that so much of what you said is also true for us as parents, right? And I would submit to you who's listening, that there is a lot of value in doing the same work with yourself in saying like, what, how much of this cookie would I eat if a cookie were just a neutral thing? Like a thing I can have anytime, whenever I want, because cookies are food too. Do I really want to eat the whole cookie or do I really want to eat the whole sleeve of Oreos or like insert your kryptonite here if I have taken away that negative association and that restriction that what I don't eat right now, I will never have again, right? And this right. is like something I have been coming back to personally around this idea of like, what if there was always more where that came from? How would that change what I eat right here in this moment? And I think absolutely true. I think that exercise is powerful because when we come from a scarcity mindset, by nature, when you say like something, you're not going to have it anymore, our, like our mind, it's going to go towards that. It's like, if you prohibit someone to some, to something to someone, sorry, yeah. um, our mind is going to go to that. And then unfortunately, when the restriction, it's really, it's really like control and bad. Then once we get to it, we're going to lose control because what happens? You didn't eat a cookie for, let's say, a month or two months or whatever, or ice cream, let's say that way. You're just, when you have the ice cream in front of you, you're just going to basically shut it and you're going to lose control around it. And then it's like, I didn't enjoy it. Let me have some more. And then you're going to continue and that's going to take that out of control um, relationship with the food and stuff like that. And that's when it's, it's causing issues. I think that most of us have had this experience of like, I'm going to go on a diet on Monday. So right now we're recording this on a Wednesday, for example, um, <laughs> right now on Wednesday, I'm going to eat all the food for the next five days until I go on this diet on Monday. And the end result is that you actually end up in a worse place than if you had just said like, well, I'm going to, you know, eat a few more vegetables. And I always tell people like, how can you focus on what you are going to do instead of what you aren't going to do? Like giving it that positive spin and allow the um, more nutritious things to kind of crowd out those other foods. Because you're exactly right, is where we tell ourselves like, I'm never eating cookies again, that's it, no more cookies. Then when we like break the seal on the cookies, it's like we're scarfing them. <laughs> you guys can't see my hand signal, but I'm like stuffing my face like Cookie Monster. It really is like you can see where Cookie Monster is coming from. So if 
um, if folks are hearing this and this is resonating, I know that there are people that this is really resonating with and they're thinking, not only do I want to change this for myself, but I want to change what my kids see me doing. What is one way that, um, a busy parent, so someone who has a lot on their plate, hence the name of the podcast, could start changing their relationship with food and thus their kids' relationship with food as well. So I think it goes back to what I mentioned is I think the main thing is to not put moral judgment to the food. Mm. When we don't have any restrictions on, on food or judgment, our, we start listening more to our bodies. When we start eating more of what we want, our bodies will naturally incline to more foods that are really going to help us strive rather than foods that are going to make us feel without energy or bad or any of that stuff. So I think concising again, it's just kind of don't put the morals, allow every food, and then your body will eventually get into more intuitive eating what you're going to need to thrive. So it sounds to me like stop having so much conversation around like good and bad foods and instead offer a variety of foods. And if there's any conversation that it would be more focused on like, how does this make you feel than the implicit, like, this is a good food, this is a bad food. Is that true? That makes, yes, that is absolutely true. Okay. Thank you for so, summarizing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my job as the host. So um, <laughs> what, what if someone's listening and they're thinking like, oh, something, I have done everything wrong. Have I ruined my kid? Like, how do you start shifting that balance? And can you come back from maybe saying things that weren't ideal in the past? So I mentioned to you, so I got to my kid, although my kid is young, still. I have, it's under, he's four right now. Um, so he got into kind of like the shame eating, which I didn't want. And what I've done is basically me and my husband, we don't, again, we don't label food as anything. It's neutral. And we give them a variety of food. And what I did is basically just give myself some grace. I mean, if I, I did a lot of the stuff that was wrong in the past, so now it's moving to the future. It's like, how do I want, I, I tell myself, how do I want my child to be? And I'm, and I think, okay, I want him to have a healthy relationship with food and I don't want him to wait, to worry about weight or any of that stuff because yeah. there's so much more in life than your weight and just micromanaging your food. Um, so what I like to tell parents is just give yourself some grace and start from, from scratch basically. So start putting together little by little. Cause I, I mean, our minds are already ingrained that either healthy food or bad food or indulgence are here and there. It's just try to catch yourself where you're, where you're thinking, okay, good or bad or junk or healthy and just start being neutral. And then again, start introducing a lot of variety of food and start thinking about food, about how it makes you feel rather than if it's healthy or not. If that yeah. makes sense. I love that so much. And I think this idea of giving yourself grace is so important when it comes to feeding your family well, but also just as a parent in general. And mm-hmm. it's something I really strive to practice with myself because listen, I do stuff wrong all the time as a parent when it comes to food and when it comes to everything else about parenting, it's a hard job, right? We're not perfect. Exactly. And so I love this idea of kind of like releasing also your judgment on yourself as you release mm-hmm. the judgment on food and saying like, all right, that's what we did. But today kids are super resilient. I can start talking about things differently. And I right. think that's a really powerful exercise. I'm also curious, 
it came up for me as you were saying that, how has thinking about your kids' relationship with food changed your own relationship with food? I mean, it was hard because I mentioned, um, so as a health coach, you know, it's like sugar is not good and focus on whole foods and nutritious foods and all that stuff. And for me to start embracing kind of the idea of every food is allowed was kind of like shocking because again, I'm with a diet culture from like, since I was, I was growing up. So most of us are right. Like most of us have grown up with that. And so we carry it with us, whether we know it or not. So I appreciate you being honest about that. I also (laughs) grew up with that and have it in my background and definitely still lives as a tiny voice in my head. But going back to that, um, thinking on how I want my kids to be is like, I'm thinking about this way. It's a way for you to, it's a learning curve for you. So you're basically training yourself as well as you're raising your kids. So it's an opportunity for you to grow as a parent and as a person. So I just needed to basically go through it myself as well. So um, I allow him to have cookie. I allow myself to have the cookie. And um, at first it was like, oh, I'm going to put all this weight and whatnot, but you know what? It's releasing that. Maybe when you start thinking better of your relationship with food, maybe it can cost you to gain a little bit of weight. But once you start again, like stabilizing, and I know people don't want to like gain weight or whatnot. So don't got me. (laughs) I know it's not a super sexy message, but I totally agree with where you're coming from. from, And it's something I (laughs) often struggle with is like, I, I don't talk to people about losing weight because you might. And you might not. And both of those things are okay and may not be an indicator of your health, right? And so it's like this tricky thing because we've been trained that less weight equals more healthy. And that is just not always true. And I think it's a really hard balance to find. But I have personally found that releasing some of my attachment to weight and its meaning on me as a person, that's like a whole other podcast episode, has allowed me to be more open about food as well, to be like less restrictive and less focused. Mm -hmm. And also to say like, all food is food. And um, to also like feel my way intuitively into things instead of going by numbers and calculations and all the things that we're used to. Rules, totally, totally. I had so many rules. That's like, seriously, a podcast for another day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, healthy relationship with food and healthy relationship with your body are very intertwined. And when you release that, you basically are going to start living free. It's Mm. such a freedom, not having to count calories, not having to worry about what you're going to eat and everything. And then again, there have been studies around this that not because you're not fixated on what you're going to eat, you're going to start increasing your weight. That's not the case. Mm. Your body knows what it needs to thrive and you're going to get into that point. I think with all the rules and all the restrictions and everything, we have lost trust in ourselves. And a lot of people probably listening to this podcast are going to go crazy when you say like all foods are allowed. It's like, that's not possible. I'm going to like, they're going to go ballistic because I have a lot of people kind of like raise their brows when I say that. But yeah, um, but is the truth is your, your bodies are in nature there. They know what they need. And it's a matter for you to start listening to that. And then you are going to be inclined to eat more of the whole foods because you respect your body, you care about it, and you you treat it with kindness. And some of that is actually um, putting nourishing foods into your body. Yes. You said two super important things there that I want to draw out, which is just like trust in yourself. And I think the same is true for 
letting your kids trust themselves and you trust your kids when it comes to food. And so like all of those things are intertwined. And then the secondary piece is that rules and restrictions don't actually equal more care for your body. And I think that really resonated with me because I think so many of us are taught like, well, if you care, then you diet or you do these things or you have these rules or you don't eat gluten or you, you know, insert popular mantra around food here. When the truth is that just because I'm not dieting or restricting doesn't mean I'm not eating vegetables. It's actually the opposite. In fact, Um, I'm just eating vegetables that I really enjoy. Like I don't eat things I don't enjoy because those are the things that make me feel good, right? And I find ways to enjoy all of the different foods. Of course, cookies are enjoyable, but you know, so is salad if you make a really good one, right? And so I've like entrusted myself enough to find the things that I love within each of the different categories. And it, you brought up a good point when you say salads. I think a lot of the people, because when I ask the moms is like, one of what's the hardest part of eating a nutritious food? And they say is because junk food tastes so, so delicious. The problem is, is when they're eating their vegetables or their salads and stuff, they're usually eating very plain and very bland. And it, for me, that's not exciting. And I'm not a no. salad eater either. Um, so you need to find ways for you and for your family that would be enjoyable. It's very, very important to make the meal times and the food pleasurable. Yes. Because when you eat with pleasure, when you savor your food, you're going to be more inclined to go in towards more of those foods. So when you eat more food that it's pleasurable to you, because by human nature, you're going to go towards what causes you pleasure, right? So, and when you eat food that are more pleasurable or more palatable to you that you can savor, you're going to go more towards that. And that's a way to honor your body more. So make sure that when you're putting food in your plate, that you look for flavors and textures that you and your family enjoy. Don't make them bland. People think, wow, I'm to lose weight or to be healthy. I just need to eat a chicken and vegetables or a bland salad. That's not the case. You can have delicious vegetables and enjoy them so much that you probably are not going to care about a cookie later on. Yes. That experience. You, you are preaching to the choir there. I am with you 100%. And I'm going to put some of my favorite recipe sites, including my own recipes, but I will include some others that I really love as well that have like whole real food recipes that also taste great at a veryfullplate.com slash 48, which is where the show notes for this episode will live. But because you brought up feeding your family, I want to ask you a couple of questions about feeding your family before we wrap up. So what is your go-to meal on busy nights to feed your family that you feel, can feel really good about? So my kids, for example, love asparagus. Okay. And I, asparagus is something, so one of the things parents actually say is that eating health, like cooking healthy, it takes time. Asparagus is done in like 10, 12 minutes, not more than that. And you just have to cut the bottom part, put them on the baking sheet, olive oil, salt, pepper, put it on the oven, and that's it. 12 minutes, probably 15 at the most with the prep part. And then drizzle some lemon, and it's so good. And that with maybe a piece of chicken or some um, beef, and that's a go-to. They go in, and it's great. That really- I love that. I'm all about vegetables that you know your kids will eat. Like, my kids love sliced raw bell peppers, so that's a staple <laughs> in our house. Yeah, it's funny because everyone is so different, right? Um, but having that go-to and knowing, like, asparagus can be a side, and then you just need to, like, simply cook up a protein and some other things, I love that idea so much. Um, 
And then my other question for you would be like, what's your number one tip for getting a balanced meal on the table as a busy parent? So for example, I absolutely in love with this low cooker, Mm. especially when you know that you have busy nights or you have a lot of errands to run and everything because you can, you can actually create your meals and put it in the freezer. So, and then the night before you put them in the fridge and you just dump them in your slow cooker in the morning and that's it. You basically have dinner prepared at night and maybe you can just need to do a a roasted vegetables on the side, or you can just do like a rice and have them in the, in the free and the fridge. And that would be it. So slow cooker for me, it's a lifesaver. Yes. I love the slow cooker too. And I actually have a five day challenge on stocking a healthy freezer. So it's like a few meals that you can put together in the freezer and then they go straight into your slow cooker with no cooking ahead of time. So I'm going to link to that in the show notes as well, a veryfullplate.com slash 48. I'm with you. I think the slow cooker, I call it like your own personal chef, because I think if you can get enough space from when you prepped the meal to actually eating it, then it feels like someone else made it for you. It's like this magical mind trick. So I'm glad that you brought up the slow cooker. That's such a good one. I absolutely love it. Carolyn, you shared so much fantastic information here today. And I know that folks are going to want to find out more from you. So can you tell us where they can find you and what they will find when they get there? (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. So I put together a freebie that it's, it's talking about um, how to have a healthy relationship with food. It's more of a, like a checklist. So you know that you mentioned about like, how can a parent know if they're in the right track? So with this checklist, that's going to be something that's going to help them to note if they're having, if they're on the right track for a, a good relationship with food and then teaching their children. Awesome. I love a good checklist because it's super actionable. So I hope folks will go check out that freebie and that will be in the show notes too. If you just want to remember everything all in one place, place a very full plate.com slash 48. You can go to my website. It's carolyntorres.com and all my contact information is there and my um, social links are there so they can follow or they can um, ask a question. I also have the links to my Facebook group. I have, I bring support to moms there as well. So you can join, um, Um, but you can find everything in the website. So carolyntorres.com. Awesome. Carolyn, thank you so much for being here today. And thank you folks for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I'm so proud of all of us for taking even a minute today to examine our relationship with food and how it may be impacting our kids. And I hope that you'll go check out Carolyn's website at carolyntorres.com to learn more about this important topic. Thank you for listening.